All right, we're live. Well, not live, pre-recorded because you just asked, but um, welcome back to the QW Podcast. This is episode 21 and I uh, have a really cool guest today. I'm super glad you're here, but first things first, I want to do this ad read so we don't have to stop the conversation later. So um, head over to monkeycultcoffee.com and use promo code QWPod for 10% off. They have very good flavors. Obviously, bourbon chocolate chip is my favorite if you're a regular listener, but toasted coconut is delicious as well. So head over to their website and uh, order some coffee. So we have Shane here today from Rising Above Performance and Nutrition. If you want to introduce yourself and tell us what your organization does. Yeah, my name is Shane Summers. Um, I'm the owner CEO of Rise Above uh, Performance and Nutrition Training. Um, so what we do is we, uh, sponsor kids, uh, to be part of our program. Um, and we teach them leadership. Um, we do different things like gymnastics, um, speed and agility camps, um, Taekwondo, um, and more to come. Uh, our vision is to give every kid the opportunity to learn new sports, compete, have fun, make new friends, learn healthy habits, regardless of his, her ability to pay. That's awesome. How did you recognize this as something that needed to be done? So probably for the last 20 years, um, I have been doing kids camps and, um, and it started kind of as uh, speed and agility, um, um, explain the uh, benefits of nutrition, exercise, and, um, uh, it, it just became bigger, but we also realized that our need uh, to help those that really needed it, um, became greater too. So, um, I just remember many times doing a camp where, um, you know, there were lots of kids that want to be part of the program, but lots of their friends couldn't because we did have a fee at the time. And, um, uh, there was just no way for us to uh, refuse a kid because of finances. So, uh, we, decided, hey, we need to do something a little bit different and and um, try, try to raise money to get kids in our program uh, just to help offset the cost a little bit. So um, anyway, we've uh, we just been continuing to do it. And since inception in 2016, uh, we sponsored over 4,000 kids to date. That's great. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. What's your background like? How did you even, <clears throat> how did you become interested in doing something like that? So, um, a little bit about my, uh, background, um, uh, my, uh, I've got my first weight set when I was 13, my, um, my dad got it for me and, uh, it changed my life. Um, I also came from a background of, uh, um, uh, there was uh, lots of drug abuse in our home. Um, so it was a huge escape route for me. Um, um, instead of making me want to focus on things that weren't very positive, um, it kind of put me the whole other direction of, you know, learning more about nutrition and taking care of my body. Um, but, uh, there was just a lot of motivation for me to pursue a healthy avenue uh, rather than choose what was around me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you see that a lot with the kids you work with. It's weird that it's like some people can't get out of that 
And some people like all they want to do is get away from it. Absolutely. And there's not usually a lot of in between. Right. So what do you, what's the response like from the kids that come out? <clears throat> Just pure excitement. <clears throat> we, uh, you know, first off, giving them the opportunity to do these things is awesome. Um, you know, some of these kids are from broken homes. Yeah. Um, you know, right now we're working with a couple of kids that have incarcerated parents. Um, so we can sponsor them, get them in there, motivate them, make them feel like a million bucks. Um, but when they come out, they're they're excited for when's the next time, you know? Yeah. And uh, depending on how long our camps are, sometimes they go a few days, sometimes they go a few months. Um, it's just a source of joy and inspiration for them. And uh, uh, there's nothing more fulfilling than uh, to uh, motivate a kid's life. That's awesome, yeah. How do kids find you? Do, do you go to schools? Or... <clears throat> so we have a few alliances that we work with. Um, we work with uh, the school district. Uh, we work with um, uh, Boys and Girls Club, um, um, the Hayes Home, um, uh, Police Activities League. Um, people just, uh, probably because of some of the contacts they know from those organizations, um, they just reach out to us and um, uh, sometimes what we do is we like to get some kind of letter, um, to kind of show our board what our, you know, this is what we're doing, this kind of impact we're making in our community. And, um, it gives us a chance to, um, learn more about the, the situation and, yeah, and we're able to help them out. That's cool. So do you have like any kind of interview? Like, do you get to know the kids more on a personal <clears throat> level or do you just have them come in? Like, I don't, I'm just trying to understand the process of what they do when they show up. Yeah, so we we once we get them in the program, uh, we do learn a little bit more about them. You know, we um, just talking to them about you know, um, especially with like nutrition. So we try to motivate them and and talk about the the importance of eating right and things like that. But with that, we start learning a little bit more about their background and things like that. And okay. um, <clears throat> sometimes we're able to get them, you know, kind of. Um, you know, in a smaller group so we can, you know, ask questions and, and, um, but as the program goes on, we, we learn a lot about the individual and sometimes because of, um, the people that we've been around and things like that, we already kind of know a little bit of a background too. So, um, it makes it a little bit easier to make sure we do and say the right things to keep them engaged, but also to motivate them and give them a source of hope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy how much um, like physical activity and eating right will affect your mental health too. Cause I'm sure that's like the biggest problem that they really face, right? Is they don't feel like they belong anywhere sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know how it is. I mean, I don't know if, you know, so some of the things that we do that are super empowering for the kids is <clears throat> sometimes we'll have them, you know, pull a sled, you know, and who doesn't want to show their buddy how strong they are, yeah. how, how much they can pull or how many pushups they can do. Um, so, you know, it's empowering and, you know, everybody has a gift, um, and, uh, we help them find that, you know, and, and if we can do it through exercise, that's our goal. And, yeah. but also too, just the fact that, um, nutrition is so important and so undervalued nowadays. Um, we, we explain what, you know, minerals are and what, you know, free radicals are and, and how they act as antioxidants and what are antioxidants and what they do. Uh, to the body, um, uh, it, it just it just helps them 
you know, focus on something that's awesome and, and taking care of your body, you know, it, it, it's super important. Yeah. How many people do you have helping you out? So it ranges, um, depending on the event, um, we could have four or five, we could have 15, um, probably like at this last, um, so we had a event at Meridian Speedway and we probably had 10 people there. Okay. Um, with our fundraiser and, um, it, it, it's, it was, it's super motivating when they come out and they, they volunteer their time Mm -hmm. with nothing they're expecting in return to help our cause. And it's just, it's just a great thing to focus on so much greater than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure, um, because some of that's pretty in depth, right? Like teaching people how to move, like without injuring themselves and eating right and everything. That's pretty in depth. So I was just wondering if it's like people that are in those fields come out or they're full time employees for you. So a lot of times, sometimes they're just parents. Oh, okay. Um. So what we do is we go, and I'll usually try to, depending on the on the course that we're doing, mm-hmm. I'll go through the proper stretches and I'll talk about you know you know, what the muscle groups that we're doing and okay. why it's important to stretch and why water is super important to make sure that we're, that we're getting plenty during the day so we don't injure ourselves and why that's important. And, yeah. um, so usually depending on the course, I'll usually lead it. Okay. And, uh, because, you know, you hit it on the money. Some, some people don't know much about that. Right. So, um, like I said, depending on the camp that we're doing, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll head it up and, um, because sometimes you can't have people that can volunteer their time. So we find volunteers wherever we can, you yeah. know, so not everybody knows about um, all those little elements. A cool thing that you sent me was that uh, your YouTube channel. That's oh, a really okay. good way to do it because that doesn't require a lot of help. Right. And then you can reach an even wider audience and that's all free. Yes. Yep. That was, I think a lot of the videos I sent to was uh, during COVID. Um, yeah. That one was uh, was just stuff that we want to do for kids that were trapped at home. Um, uh, domestic abuse went through the roof during that time too, and uh, uh, if we could help a few with exercise and keep them motivated and do things to um, just to keep them focused on something positive, uh, that was our goal. Yeah, that's the hardest part during COVID. I guess was like finding people to do stuff with because some people were like really scared and really on lockdown and some people weren't. So for the people that like wanted to do something, there wasn't really any options. Exactly. What was the, did you guys have a big drop off in attendance or anything during COVID? Oh yeah. Um, for the most part, we were just doing things online, um, on our videos on YouTube. And, um, uh, we had, we had some, some instructors come in and volunteer their time and, uh, teach on YouTube and for us, but yeah, we, we pretty much shut down, uh, during that time. So that, okay. that made it, that was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Did people come back pretty quick? It was, <clears throat> was it gradual or was it yeah, like, Hey, it, everyone's back all of a sudden. Yeah, it was, it was gradual. I think okay. a lot of people were just, I mean, as you know, and as the world knows, it was just, you know, kind of a, you know, what do you do? You know, let's do it the right way. I, 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 you know, uh, being a, you know, a small business owner, you know, we, um, it, it was, it was tricky cause, uh, you know, we wanted to keep moving forward, but, uh, you know, we kept hitting a whole bunch of stumbling blocks during that time. So, um, 
it's kind of a weird place to live during COVID because it's Idaho, so it's a little like they didn't they didn't comply all the time, but it's also Boise, so it's like, sure, it's kind of both, sure, down and not at the same time. Absolutely, and you know, you just we wanted to do what was right, and yeah. but it was, uh, I mean, we found ourselves even doing some things at the park, you know, yeah. when it was open, and um, and and doing what we can. Um, the uh, city of Cuna was amazing. Um, um, just uh, they they just wanted to support our cause, and um, they've helped out and gave me some great ideas, and um, it all worked out. But it was it was definitely tricky. Yeah. Uh, you told me that you guys try to get the police force involved a little bit. <clears throat> talk about that. So yeah, so um, we kind of um, kind of buddy up with uh, Police Activities League, and we've had some officers come out and talk to our kids. <clears throat> um, that's extremely empowering. Um, some of these kids, I mean, they just look at the officers in awe. You know, I mean, they they want to be like them, and and it is. It's super cool. Yeah. Um, I. Um, I, for one, you know, I just admire um, everything our police force does. And, um, um, but when it, it's, when I'm talking uh, to the kids, they, you know, they're excited, they're there. But when an officer comes out and talks, they're very, they're very excited. So, uh, yeah, they've been super empowering, uh, especially the CUNA police. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important now because sometimes police officers are undervalued now. Yeah. That's pretty cool, because especially from environments like it sounds like some of these kids come from, like they're almost like most of the visual or like most of the times that they see police officers are in negative settings. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, how did you get them involved? But did you contact just the? Yeah, we have a contact. Yeah, we just have a few uh, ones that we work with. Um, uh, one of the people that we work with, um, with uh, Police Activities League, uh, she's been a huge help. We've done some different camps together. Um, I, I support what she does. She supported us. Um, we're very grateful um, for just the, the community help and um, all the help they've given us. And uh, just having those resources are huge just for what we're trying to do. What was it like when you first started? Like, what kind of, how did you reach out to people to try to get help? <clears throat> so, you know what the biggest thing is, is uh, I've always been taught that the answer is no until you ask. So, you know, when you, when you hear about the cause um, and what we're trying to do, um, most people are just willing to help, you know, or if they can't, there, there's always a resource that they can offer us. Mm. You know, whether it's someone who wants to donate um, their time or help uh, with sponsoring some kids financially, um, or they might know somebody. So, you know, you don't really get a whole lot of, you know, backlash. You usually get some kind of window of opportunity that opens to make our program grow. Yeah. So... What's the best way when you're looking for sponsors? What's the best way to communicate them with them? The most luck, like over the phone or in person? Uh, you know, it's funny because usually it is, um, it's really both, but usually in person is the best. Yeah. Um, so networking, you know, is huge. Um, the good thing is, is that uh, we do have a good source of people that we know, uh, that know somebody. Um, we have a full board of directors um, that's been just a, um, an asset to have. Um, 
they they've helped out so much as far as different opportunities that arise and ideas and things like that. So you 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 know anybody who wants to start a nonprofit, they really need to have a, a board, but a board that is um, really focused on the vision and um, they're excited about helping. Yeah, how do you find people like that? How do you find so, that your and your vision? You know, it, 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 obviously it has to do with your network. You, Matter of fact, I was just asked this question at the Speedway. Um, you know, like I said, it's all who you know. Um, and, you know, it, it's nice to also, also to find people that do have a network, <clears throat> you know, um, because those are going to be also sources of, you know, funding, you know, if it's for, you know, getting sponsorships and things like that. So really, sometimes you can just look at the individuals that you know that are part of your life and they might know somebody and and, and just ask them, hey, this is our vision. This is what we're going to do. You know, um, you can set the parameters of when you meet. Uh, we usually meet every two to three months um, and it is volunteer. You know, their job is to, to help and, um but also keeping them engaged on what you're trying to do and what kind of impact you're making in the community. So the biggest thing is just the answers known to ask, you know, mm-hmm. you know, say, this is what I'm doing. I'd love to have you on board and, um, uh, doors will open. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have your own space or do you rent out somewhere? <clears throat> we do. Um, we actually, so I'm also, uh, the owner of freedom fitness out in CUNA. So what happens is our Rise Above program uses our space out in CUNA. Okay, perfect. But also we go to parks, we go to schools, we, we, we do a lot of different things. Obviously we do stuff, um, pre-recorded deals on YouTube. So um, yeah, as we grow, we're going to be offering more camps. Okay. What do you find is the best way to, kids probably like being outside more, right? You know, it goes kind of both ways. Um, it, you know, I guess it all depends on the time of year. So obviously in the winter, um, <laughs> indoor is a way to go. But um, yeah, the parks, there are just so many things that we can usually do in the parks that are more feasible. And it does get them really excited too. Yeah. Um, how many kids do you have at a time? Like how many do you have right now? Or, or not, or the, I don't even know. Is it not a permanent thing? Like they just go to camps and whatnot as they please? Yeah. So what it is, it, it, it all depends on the time, uh, you know, the time that we're doing the camps. So, you know, we can have a time where we're doing a camp and it could have, we could have 10 to 20 kids. We just did a, <clears throat> a speed and agility camp and we had, um, I think it was 10 to 15 kids and that ran about a month. Okay. And, um, so it, it is blocks of time that we do it several times through the year. Okay. Yeah. 10 or 15 is a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of sports do you let them play? So mostly in the speed and agility, it's just a lot of things that have to do with making them stronger, teaching mm-hmm. them proper technique, obviously talking about leadership. It's part of our vision, um, but also nutrition. Yeah. Um, it's a key component. You know, yeah. you can't have one without the other. But um, so it's a lot of, you know, you know, Speed and agility stuff, which is, you know, we, we pull sleds, we, um, <clears throat> we run through, uh, different ladder drills. Um, we go, we weave in and out of poles that we do. Um, we flip tires, um, uh, they pull stuff. Um, so we have like 150 foot, 
uh, rope and they, they pull certain things and then they have tug of war competitions and, um, but Floating stuff is actually really fun. I love right. pushing pull sleds. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and it's just cool because not everybody gets the, uh, opportunity to do these things and we can open it up, uh, to communities and, uh, um, give them the opportunity to learn something that is so influential, you know, yeah. and, and it should be a big part of their life moving forward. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like your organization. Oh, okay. Like that's pretty, I feel like that's pretty overlooked because it is a big deal to teach kids how to, like as soon as they get to high school, especially if they play sports, it's like, all right, you're going to start jacking weights, especially like typically guys, right? Girls too, but especially guys. And then they get hurt because there's no one there to teach them how to do it right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it just, yeah, so, so, um, so true, you know, there, I mean, there's so many sports that, uh, it's really easy to roll your ankle. Yeah. Um, how many times that happened when we're young? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do is we strengthen their ankles, we stretch them, we show them how to do it. Um, you know, how long do you hold a stretch? Why is water important when you're stretching? The little principles that just get so overlooked, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I said, nutrition is so important. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't mean we can't enjoy our ice cream, but yeah. you also have to understand the importance of fruits and vegetables and, and protein and what that looks like and, you know, trying to be careful not so many processed things. Um, you know, it really does affect their performance out there, but also just gives them something to be motivated about. Yeah, something so. to work on and be proud of. Yeah. Ankles were a good example. They're so, like, we neglect our ankles these days, especially in football and basketball now. The shoes are getting higher for more ankle support, and then your ankles just get weaker. Yep. It's a never-ending loop. We, we just we take it for to, granted. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Talk about uh, starting Freedom Fitness. How did you, <clears throat> is that a gym that you own out there? It is. Okay. Um, so um, I I bought that, I believe um, it was in 2015. Um, my, uh, I, my memory might be off a little. Um, but it was um, before <clears throat> Peen, uh, Rise Above? Uh, it was a year before I started okay. Rise Above. Um, but before that, I've been a trainer probably since I was, actually I started when I was 16 or 17 and, um, uh, that's all I've done for the last, well, almost 30 years and, uh, I enjoy it, love it. Uh, I've done so many like pre and post physical therapy things, uh, um, uh, worked with lots of seniors, worked with lots of kids doing camps, um, and, uh, like I said, the need was just growing for, um, well, we know, I mean, just how much, you know, our nutrition has gone down, yeah. you know, through the years and, and how, you know, um, how the things that I mean, we just take for granted. Um, so, um, so, but back to, uh, freedom fitness is, um, ended up buying that, like I said, in 2015 and, and, uh, just started doing a bunch of different community things and, um, we're, we've offered classes and, um, weights and cardio equipment and, um, ended up kind of incorporating rise above into it. And it is just helped our organization grow, but, um, but also just to, just to do something that's just so much greater than ourselves. Um, because there's so many people need part of this. Now we have, the sponsorships to help make that happen. So yeah, we're constantly doing fundraisers, you know, we're 
constantly finding ways to, I mean, thank you to you for even giving me the opportunity to spread the word a little. Um, when, you know, when you have an organization like this, it's, um, it's a great cause, but we still need help. Yeah. So. Did you go to college? I did. I uh, graduated with my business degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I was surprised that it's not something like exercise science or fitness <clears throat> or anything. That's, that's funny. I, I, I know. I think a lot of people mentioned that too. I, um, I've gotten, I've got my certifications, uh, for like personal training through the years and okay. National Academy of Sports Medicine and, and, uh, I've always kind of had the interest of the business side of it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, creating my own business and things like that. And, um, I, I'm fascinated with it all. Um, obviously it's definitely a need. Um, but, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still learning things are changing and, um, but, uh, anyway, I'm just, I'm just super grateful and blessed that I can even do this. That's pretty awesome. Does Idaho offer any kind of like tax breaks or financial help <clears throat> for nonprofits? Yeah. If you're a 501 C three. Okay. Yep. Then you just get what kind of, like, how do you <clears throat> write stuff off or get breaks or something? Uh, yeah. So, um, so if somebody donates, um, you know, they get to write that off in the year. Okay. Um, you know, uh, especially if you're supporting a 501 C three. So, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's a big incentive for, um, anybody who wants to donate. Yeah. How can people get involved? How can they <clears throat> donate or go volunteer? Or... Yeah. Um, so they can go to our website, uh, www.riseabovepnt.org. Um, there's a donation link there. Um, they can get a hold of me individually. Um, uh, don't know if I should share my uh, phone number, um, but I'm happy to. Whatever you want. <clears throat> uh, my uh, uh, 208-631-6337. Um, uh, um, but those are usually the two ways they can do it. Um, also, I have an email. It's um, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's the web address. Uh, so it's Shane at Rise Above pnt.org um anyway i i would love to um hear any questions or or uh I, i'd love any help possible for sure we'll get that done hopefully but do you have any contact with the kids like say they were involved with you guys in 2016 through 2018 or do you ever hear from them later on <clears throat> i do and actually this is kind of cool so we just did an event um like i said down at the meridian speedway yeah. and uh it went really well and Ironically enough, two of our volunteers wasn't our, no, excuse me, three of my uh, volunteers were from our Rise Above camps in the past. That's so great. now they're helping out, and it just is super empowering that they still want to be part of it and help the next generation. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You bet. Do you ever try to do anything with um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters? You know what? Um, not yet, but I definitely need to uh, reach out and see if there's a way that we can help the organization also. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool part. And make it a win-win, you bet. Yeah, that's our, I'm in a fraternity at BSU, that's our philanthropy is Big Brothers Big Sisters. Nice. And yeah, a couple of the guys are really involved with that, and they just have a blast. Awesome. No, yeah. that's a great idea. We had a, we had a chairman that was uh, really involved in that in the past, and uh, um, since, like I said, we're, we're, we're new, but we've been around for a little while, um, th we, we're still growing. So yeah. hopefully that's a, that's a resource we could... Uh, uh, find a way to help out too. That'd be cool to tap into. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like definite plans to expand? Do you have any <clears throat> plans coming up? Yeah. Matter of fact, I have a 
So we, um, we have a new facility uh, we are building out. It's a little bit larger, um, but our classroom size is going to be bigger. So right now we've kind of been working out of a, about 550 square foot uh, room uh, where we're doing most of the stuff outside, but we can only hold so many kids inside. Um, our, our one we're going to start building out here hopefully next month uh, won't be up and going until probably December or January. Uh, will be about double the size. Oh, nice. So with also triple the parking, quadruple the parking. So Perfect. that will be uh, super empowering, and, and uh, this is kind of how it starts. Yeah. yeah. Were, there, were there any obstacles you did not see coming when you first started it? <laughs> <laughs> where do I begin? Yeah. Usually <clears throat> the response I get when oh. I question like that. <laughs> you know, um, you know it's, uh, what's that old phrase? Uh, passion leads purpose, you know? And, you know, if you have the passion behind it, um, you'll keep moving forward. And the doors will open uh, if you keep moving in the direction you're trying to go. Um, but, oh, yeah, um, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. But, um, but also great doors have opened, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, a few doors closed, just, what, with, just like anything, any business. Um, but, um, like I said, the, the, the good ones, the ones that have opened have been better than the ones that have closed. So, yeah. um, but it gives you hope to be able to or motivation also to keep moving forward right. so was there, were there times at the beginning when you thought it might not work out oh i uh, yeah uh yeah i'm uh um yeah you have to have a lot of faith yeah yeah you do you 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 put everything out there and uh oh yeah there are several times where i just went okay i'm i'm gonna do this camp and i don't know where the money's gonna come from you know, and uh, because you got to have people come out and sometimes not all of them can sponsor or, or um, you know, give their time for free. You know, sometimes I needed help and we had to give them a, a very small hourly, <clears throat> you know, just oh. to help out with the camp. And um, uh, yeah, there was many times coming home late going, okay, we, you know, this is great. We're able to do this, but, you know, we're not going to be able to do it for long. And you just kept moving forward and, you know, I not going to lie. I've, I've done a lot of praying, <laughs> Yeah. just, you know, and, uh, um, doors open, you know, it's just, you just got to have faith. Yeah. yeah. The prayers have been answered. Yeah, for sure. This is probably kind of a weird area to, to, um, try to help kids with even like the outdoor activities. Cause usually here when the weather is nice, like people are gone Yeah. To go camping or <clears throat> North or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of, um, what age group are people that usually volunteer? Is it all over the place? Oh, absolutely. Um, we usually we usually like our um, volunteers if they can, you know, sixteen and above is always good. Um, you know, we like to get background checks too, um, and uh, uh, yeah, um, like I said, there's usually we usually get some people that really want to help our cause, so. Um, Finding volunteers usually isn't that hard, yeah. uh, but there are some times we have some tricky times because of just like you said, you know, in the summer, you know, people are gone, you know, it's a yeah. little harder if they're away with their own family, you right. know, so. Everyone's camping and all that. Yep. I had a question. I just completely blanked. That, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's <clears> okay. <throat> yeah. Um, oh yeah. So you said that you're running a camp right now that has like 15 or 20. <clears throat> Well, we actually just got over with one. Okay, We're nice actually going to be starting a gymnastics one here pretty soon. Okay. Yep. So how many volunteers do you usually look to get for each kid? Depending on the size camp and the instructor, 
usually the instructor only needs one or two volunteers. Okay. <clears throat> and usually sometimes it's her own kid. <clears throat> um, but uh, usually in a, a class that size is not that bad. Now, if I have 40, 50, 60 kids, we got to have more than one instructor. You know, you've got to have two, three, four people out there helping for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you set up your place then for something like gymnastics like that? Yeah. Yep. That's we do that cool. too. Yeah. Okay. We, yep. Bring out all the equipment. Oh, wow. And, um, we, uh, um, our instructor that does it, she gets it all set up and, uh, she's extremely good and, um, it's just very empowering for the kids. That's a dangerous sport. <clears throat> you bet. <laughs> I, if I did it once, I'd probably break my my neck so <laughs> right so i just i just cheer everybody on <laughs> do people donate equipment or do you have to go buy all that nope um people have donated equipment um which is great that's how we do these programs um or <clears throat> it comes out of the um um out of the pocket of the um foundation oh, okay um so um all in all we it, we work it works and and to keep our costs down it goes back to volunteers and the donations and things like that mm-hmm. so it, it just helps offset the cost anybody who um, has a nonprofit knows um, that you got to find those avenues so yeah yeah are the people that like the kids that come to the camps are they um, like the gymnastics one I guess is a good example is it usually people that like gymnastics or is it like all skill ranges <clears throat> it really actually some are never had a chance to even do it. So yeah, they have an interest, but didn't have the finances to do it. So, you know, um, you know, like I said, we might, you know, get a, uh, a parent that, um, has a story and, um, uh, you know, what, depending on the situation, uh, you know, we're, we're going to sponsor them, you know, um, it, depending if the class is full or not, um, so, um, and like I said, we run multiple things all the time. So if it's not now, it could be later on in the future. Yeah. There is something like intrinsically super cool about helping kids. Like I try to coach, I know I'm still like, young, so it's kind of weird to say, sure. that, but I coach, um, baseball uh-huh. and they're usually the kids I coach are like 12, 13, 14. Sure. And there's something like different about helping them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it's just, uh, you know, you can, and it's so true. You can have a bad day, and you know we have the worries of the world. Um, there's no question about it. But you go out and focus on something like this, your your worries are not so big anymore. Not to undermine what people have going on, but it's really cool to empower somebody else, especially a, a child. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of like, what is it? What do you think about your organization has the biggest impact on the kids? Is it like the sense of community or is it just the actual information you provide? I, I, that's a good question. Um, I think the information is, is, is vital, not only to the kid, but they, they're motivated by it, but more than anything, the, 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 the excitement, the, the motivation, the giving them opportunity to think, see things in themselves they never thought possible and uh it's very empowering that's pretty cool yeah. is it uh like during the week it it is well okay. it depends um we run camps <clears throat> um a lot of times after school um sometimes on the weekends um that's the it, biggest thing sometimes when you're sitting in school is just to have something to look forward to do after yeah because there's definitely 
my mom's a shout out to my mom. She's a teacher. Well, she was just at um, this charter school here in the valley called the Village. Well, it was Village Charter School. Now it's the Village Leadership Academy. But they, she worked with kids like that that sometimes didn't come from the best homes. Awesome. And yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, rough sometimes when like school is the best part of your day. Yeah. You don't want to go home sometimes. 100%. And that's awesome. Um, kudos to your mom. I teachers uh, deserve all the respect for sure. Um, the things they, they hear and see and um, they, they're worth their weight in gold for sure. Um, that Yeah, that's awesome. You're, you're exactly right. We, um, some of the things that we heard, um, during, um, after, excuse me, COVID, um, when kids, kids couldn't go nowhere, you know, it's, it's, it's really, uh, disheartening. Yeah. Um, so that's why these camps are really supposed to be a source of joy and inspiration and, um, and motivation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because you don't, um, sometimes realize how bad you have it until you hear one of their stories. Oh, well, just, just basically, you know, your, your, your problems don't seem as bad as, you know, what maybe a child's going through. That's what right. I would say. So, yeah. 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 But you're kind of, you kind of have the, the same job as teachers. Like, well, you guys partner with police officers too. They're in the same boat where you're, the job description doesn't always have everything that, it requires right like you're almost also like a counselor and almost a parent and the coach like there's a lot of i don't know how, do you know what i'm saying sure yeah no i agree you know it's really um yeah and and thank god for some of our volunteers they they're just passionate and um, um remorseful and they you know just to listen you know that's huge um um that I think, and and I I really truly think that, um, that's why I think our program's been going okay because, um, we've been able to find those volunteers that um, have that real passionate, uh, yeah. and compassionate side um, of them that helps this organization move forward. Yeah, is it ever hard for you to, mm -hmm. like, like when the camp's over and you can tell that some of the kids need more help but you don't get to see them anymore? A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, yeah. Like you did <laughs> Many you stories. Could, but it's not your job to like follow through. Yeah. You know, and like I said, sometimes the resources help us to where, Hey, <clears throat> we know somebody knows somebody and, and we can kind of follow up and see how they're doing. Or, you oh. know, if this, if this, you know, if we can get them in the next camp or something like that, or, you know, um, sometimes we'll have them come out and um, they just want to, you know, be around us and, uh, they'll come out and, um, claim some equipment, you know, and, um, we can maybe help them, you know, um, uh, sometimes we can pay them an hourly, you know, to, um, um, you know, save up for something they're trying to do. And, and they're around a, a source of people they know and trust and, uh, it's super empowering. It's yeah. motivating. Yeah. That's probably the best thing when you were saying that, uh, some of your volunteers were kids that were previously involved. That's probably the most rewarding thing. Uh, yeah, you hit it on the money for sure. Um, and when they're going out and trying to build up the kids too, just like they were, yeah. uh, that's really cool to see that it's carrying on and we're, um, the goal is to plant seeds, you yeah. know, and, uh, hopefully, um, that'll come at, you know, for generations to come. Well, that's so. the, that's the proof right there. They're coming back and they want to pass it on. 
there's proof that you're doing something good, right? Uh, well, yeah, well, I, I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there for anything sure. else you wanted to bring up? No, I just, I guess, uh, just want to thank you for the opportunity to, um, uh, get our, our, our vision out and, um, and, uh, thanks for, um, just listening to us. You know, like I said, it takes, it takes a village and, yeah. uh, um, we can always use all the help we can get. And, um, and truly if there's, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, thinks they can get something out of what we're offering and know somebody who could use some help, they can reach out to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I was super excited to have you on because there's definitely been, well, this is 21 episodes now. So there's definitely been a couple where it's like, obviously I like the guest, but it's like, okay, just need a guest. So to have one that's like, hopefully we're making an impact is really awesome. Well, thank you. That means uh, more to me than you realize. It was also, it meant a lot that you just, instead of like, you could tell that we're wrapping up the podcast and Mm -hmm. instead of going over like, Hey, this is where you can donate. You went back and said, like, before you said that you said, if you think that you could get something out of it, hit us up. So that's awesome that you believe in there's proof right there that you really truly do believe in it. And yeah, appreciate that. Hopefully we can help out. So, um, go back through the website where people can donate and how they can contact you one more time. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> the website is www.riseabovepnt.org. Um, or you can reach out to me, Shane at riseabovepnt.org. Um, also my phone number is 208-631-6337. And, uh, but the best, best way would definitely just be, um, through the website, through email would be the best. Um, I, a lot of times, sometimes I can't have my phone on, but um, I always check my emails. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Go contact them, go get involved. Cause this is, this is definitely something that's overlooked and there's a lot of programs out there to help kids. But um, like we said a couple times on the podcast, just nutrition, everything is really overlooked and that's hard to do. Like right now in our country, people that are below the poverty line, have higher obesity rates than people above it, right? So it's definitely important to, to get out to the kids that need it and share all the nutrition information. And yeah, go donate, go get involved, go get the Monkey Colt coffee, all that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shane. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate your time.